How's it going, soccer fans? And welcome to the State of the Republic podcast. My name is Luis, and today I am joined by my two team members of the podcast. Yes, that's right. Jared is now a part of our team. Uh, I figured, Jared, uh, we can't keep calling you a guest. You're a part of the team now. Uh, and he is going to be introducing a special segment later on the show. So tune in. It's going to be really interesting. And we are going to be uh, posing that question to you all on social media. So uh, stay tuned to hear what that will be. But let's go ahead and introduce them both. Sharon first. How's it going, Sharon? Are you doing better? I know you you had to put up with the heat yesterday. <laughs> you know, putting up with the heat, I, you know, I can do that. That would be okay. But, I, you know, putting up with watching the two, when the second red card came out, man, I kind of packed up my bags and just started wandering around in the area where I was sitting. It was like trying to find anybody to talk to because it was just not a good thing but today was a much better day i mean you know you just end up going to sleep you got to rebound and regroup and uh yeah jared's here tonight so jared how are you doing uh, I'll, I'll, I'll put it this way i'm glad there was at least some decent soccer this weekend i wish it was yesterday but at least we had the the uh, uefa euro final to fall back on to today so i will say that I tried to watch yesterday's match, but seeing as how horrific it was, just like the last match, I just ended up following it on ESPN while I was shopping at Walmart, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> at, at, at least the Walmart trip went good, too, so I, I will give it that, but oh. yeah, it was bad enough with one red card and being down two uh, nil, but now having two red cards pulled out of uh, somewhere random, it just... Uh, did not fare farewell for us at all. I mean, I'll I'll leave it at that. Wow, that, that's got to be the highlight of the day for you, Walmart. <laughs> Going in that store and coming out saying, you know what, it wasn't a bad experience. <laughs> it wasn't. It was a better experience than <laughs> watching the game on ESPN while you're in Walmart. The Walmart part was better than our game. Okay, that's good. Yeah. Oh, well, see that that pretty much defines the whole game. All right, we're done here tonight, folks. This is the shortest part. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, everybody. Walmart is greater than Sac Republic's match last night against Orange County. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. I, I I can't believe I would ever hear that, but it, this is happening. <laughs> well. Um, yeah. Awesome. Well, before we get started, uh, we might get a special visit by uh, a team member of ours that we haven't heard on the podcast in a while. Uh, we'll see if he's able to join us here um, shortly. Uh, but Wanted to remind you all, if you're not following us on our social media accounts, please give us a follow. You can check us out at State Republic 12 on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So please go check that out. Please. We really uh, appreciate that. We are going to be ordering more uh, stickers, more decals are on their way. So we might be a little limited. I know we some people requested stickers, so we are going to be having those uh, sent over to you. But we're starting to run low on that, which is a good problem for us to have. Uh, that just means we need to order more so we're able to hand more of them out and, and we can even give them to you at a future game as well. So keep yeah, an eye on that. Run. And on that note, Luis, uh, tell people to also look for me because I carry them with me um, at the matches. So um, even on the 31st, I think you and I are both going to be there to have people try to find one or the other of us because I still have I still have a... a kind of a good supply of the originals and it's a really cool design people really compliment and they oh bonus 
they stick really well to those clear bags that they gave us as season ticket holders. So if you have one of those clear bags or any clear bag that you bring in, those stickers are awesome on the outside of those clear bags. And I will also say they stick excellently to luggage because I've fixed them to my new uh, luggage uh, going to the Bay Area and used them on other trips. And they've stayed on there like a champ. So definitely and, look at them for identifying your bags because with the airports opening up now, it's going to be difficult to identify your bags. So go ahead and get you a couple of stickers. You'll be able to spot them right there. And Luis, I have to hand you major props. That design, that, that design is so killer. I love it. It turned out really, really well. And, you know, just keep it going, man. It, it looks really nice. Yeah. Well, I, I can take the credit for the design itself. Uh, and, and I think I mentioned it uh, when we announced uh, the new logo design, but shout out to Jessica Lopez, uh, one of my friends uh, who actually works at a marketing agency. So she basically does graphic design for a living. She's been doing it for years. Really amazing. She's done other graphic design work for other of my podcasts as well. So uh, just to give her a free promotional here uh, real quick, if anyone is looking for any logo work, uh, please feel free to contact us and we'll we'll get you guys uh, there connected with her because you're going to get an amazing logo as, as you all have seen with our logo. And, and if you followed her past podcast, she also did that logo. So yeah. And what is her name again? Her name is Jessica Lopez. Oh, Jessica. Okay. I was <laughs> for one second. I thought you said Jennifer Lopez and I was because that woman has many talents. Okay. Oh, imagine that, right? <laughs> yeah. No. Um, All right. But, very good. But yeah. So yeah, more we're stickers avoiding the, on the way. We're avoiding the obvious, though. We really do need to talk about the mat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're like oh. talking about everything but the mat. Do we have to? Oh. No. <laughs> oh, I want to see the. I want to see where we are in the standings. Let's start there right now, because let's just get that rip <laughs> oh, the yeah. bandaid off and look at the standings. I oh. don't want to see it, but I have to see it. A friend of mine last night said, "If if Oakland wins, that puts Sacramento uh, the next game. If Oakland wins their next game, we're in the last place after that." It's like, oh, man. yeah, yeah. It's, it's a really oh, it's painful to to see. I was looking at it earlier, and I'm like, oh no, here we go. Here goes the math again. <laughs> Okay, so what granted, we like? still have like 21 games remaining, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Um, 21, okay, yeah, so it is. I mean, it's still it's a lot, lot remaining still, but you know, <laughs> um, okay. so before we actually take a look at that, it seems like our special uh team member guest, um, today that <laughs> hasn't been on here the podcast uh, for a while, but he was at the game last night, it's actually uh that's just joined. So give me one second and let's get him added on here to our show. So let me uh, introduce again, a team member of ours who, uh, if you all have been following us since the beginning, and if you followed us with my previous podcast, y'all already know him and we're really, really happy to actually have him back on. And that is uh, Mr. Danny Troy. Welcome back, Danny. How's it going, everybody? Thanks for having me. Hey, Danny. Good to Finally. have you, Danny been a long time <laughs> yeah bang yeah. that drum danny bang that drum yeah we sounded <laughs> we sounded loud from what i can remember yesterday <laughs> that's really you good you were loud yeah. you were loud i was across the way and you guys were loud i was directly across from where you guys were and loud yes that was a good way to put it loud the drums were in full <laughs> sound like a lot yeah <laughs> well and there was actually only two of us from reno that came down with drums 
but that honestly makes a, a huge difference because we we have a like a different sound a different beat than they do but when we mix them they go really well together so it, it makes a huge huge difference um because they play their own beat and then we then jump on and kind of join their beat with ours and it actually works it actually works really well so um it just makes it for like a better louder sound um and it's kind of you know their beat just kind of sets in the background and kind of goes along with our beat and it, it, i think it it sounded great definitely so i'm definitely excited to show up with more drums from us and actually make it like a huge huge uh drum line so we just got to find a way to straighten out the freeway from uh you know reno to sacramento or you know find a way to get you here easier faster you know uh, i don't know maybe kevin nagel's private jet who knows <laughs> Uh, you know, it's actually not a like it, it doesn't feel that bad anymore. So she, a lot of the time I'm not the one driving. So I just sleep the whole way. But uh, we I made it about an hour, 45 minutes the last time I drove um, from Reno. Um, and it's I, I, we don't really even feel the, the drive that much anymore. We actually came back after the game. We came back home. Um, wow. Yeah. So. Wow. I, we left the game and directly to the car, directly to the freeway, and we just came back home last night. We usually stay and get a hotel hotel room when every time I go. This is about my fourth game that I've attended, and I usually get a hotel room close to the stadium, and uh, either Luis get, gives us a ride back from the game or we get like an Uber back, um, and, and we just wake up the next day and drive home. But last night, some people had to work um, this morning, so... We had to drive back. We had to drive back last night, and I woke there up. There was no, there was no reason to be in Sacramento after that game last night. It was like just go, just everybody leave, just get was, out of here. It was, um, <laughs> yeah, it was bad. The the heat was like unbearable. Well, the heat, and there was a, one other little detail that wasn't good. It was a zero two thing numbers. Yeah. yeah. Like I tell Louise, you know, I go for the atmosphere. I go for the friendships that I've made. Um, we're not having a great season. It's it's pretty clear. But, you know, I have an amazing time. I have a great time every time I go. I'm always happy when I leave the game. Before the game and we do the tailgate, uh, I'm happy about it. You know, and yeah, you know, it's we definitely want to we want to see, you know, scoring. We want to see goals. We want to. Uh, you know, we want the team to win, of course, because we support the team. But I go for the experience. You know, I go to play my drum. I go there to meet, see my friends that I barely see because they live, you know, two hours away from me. Um, I actually have a lot more friends in Sacramento than I do here in Reno. Um, so it's always a it's always a fun time to drive over there and and hang out with everybody and kind of get out of town and you know just see different people, different things. So. Um, yeah, we, it wasn't the score that we wanted, but I had an amazing time apart from the damn heat. <laughs> what a great way to put it, Danny. Mm -hmm. What a great way to put it. And it was, you guys actually were, you know, just from my side, you guys kind of were the highlight and you were ramping it up some at some points and coming in at just the right time. You know, when the corner kicks were being taken, you actually got the stadium going with a, um, with the it pounding, mm -hmm. yeah, uh, whenever there was a corner kick, you guys really stepped it up on your end so that it was very loud and anticipation of the of the kick. And, 
you know, yeah. we almost we almost were able to get, you know, things in. We were able to get some corner kicks, you know, and stat-wise last night, we didn't look so bad if you look just strictly at stats and not at the red cards. You know, if you look at possession and shots and things like that, it doesn't look that bad on paper. It just doesn't look that good on the score line. Yeah. Um, but you guys were definitely a part of, you know, making it a better, a better evening last night. It was so yeah. hot. It was, it was it was definitely hot, and you know we we had like the ice water, and we were kind of. Uh, it reminds me of the Mexico games because we it's usually cold beer, but you know it was good <laughs> that it was like ice, uh, you know, cold water this time, and we were kind of just swigging it around, and uh, it just made for a good time. You know, people were dancing and clapping, and you know, actually, I felt like a lot more people were coming into the section, and because I I felt like when we got there, there was there wasn't a ton of people at the section when. By the time the game ended, the section was like completely full of people dancing and and just going nuts and and again, you know, I I, I do want to state, you know, the 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 score is not what we want, but we try to make it an atmosphere that people still can come and and have fun. I think a lot of those people were from the Chico area, and they told me that they were going to try to make every game because they the experience of it, you know, like all I don't think any of them were really paying attention that much to the entire game and focusing on the game as much as the atmosphere and the party that we were kind of having, you know, once the, when you see the team just not playing well and you want to keep people in the stands, that's what you do. You know, you just don't stop playing, you know, and I feel like a lot, that's the mistake a lot of the support groups make that they just stop playing. They get kind of, they get sad about the score and then they just stop playing and supporting the team. We just keep going. What's interesting, you know, it's Danny, you were talking and since Danny and I were the ones that were at the match last night, I didn't get there early. I waited until, you know, the sun was almost down before I drove into the parking lot. I was absolutely shocked when I drove into the parking lot. It was full. The pavement area was like full and they had just opened up the spot where the uh, tailgate usually is. Mm -hmm. They just kind of opened that up. So I was able to park pretty close, but I was shocked at how full it was. And when I got into the stands, it's like, okay, it doesn't look like there's many people here. And then, and then it filled up. I was really shocked at how many people bear, you know, they were diehard. It's like, this is my team. This is yeah. Sacramento and I'm here to support it. Yeah. And you guys, you guys did the same thing. It was pretty. Yeah. We saw, we saw the weather. I mean, we were aware of it. You know, we're, yeah. I think we were at a, a about one Oh six over here in Reno. Um, I think it hit heaven. Yeah, it was it was still bad here. It's just a different kind of heat because we're so high up as well. Um, so it's not as heavy, um, you know, as uh, as the heat it is over there. But we got there fairly early. We got there around four fifty. Out. Um. Yeah. And uh, yeah. So we got into the parking lot, and there was, I believe, like two or three cars. Um. And then the the tailgaters st- started coming in, and it was I mean the sun was like beating down. Um, I immediately grabbed ice water and just took a <laughs> bath in it, you know. And that's usually what I do at work, and you know I just I just splash water in my face, and it kind of helps me. And we actually had like a little pickup game of soccer in the stadium, or not in the stadium, in the parking lot, in the mm-hmm. parking lot. Um, a guy brought out a ball and we all started kind of like kicking the ball around. And then we just started doing three on three and I felt like I was going to die. Like I, <laughs> I, I ran back to, to the tent cause we were out in the sun 
and um my friend had to pour water on me and i was drinking and i was like breathing so heavy it was bad it was bad and i couldn't even imagine how it would be like to do that for 90 minutes so your air quality in reno is not as bad as the air quality down here our mm -hmm. air quality yesterday was really kind of you know it was borderline it was up in the uh, above 100 aqi and that's mostly ozone because we don't yeah. have the fire smoke yet so we don't have the particulate matter there is some and the ozone usually makes it really, really hard to breathe. It makes it like when you try to breathe and respirate, when the ozone levels are high, it feels like you're breathing water. Um, even though it's not humid or anything like that, it just, you don't do respiration very well. So if you are out there and you are dying, imagine that, like you just said, you know, imagine the players. No, no. And I stay in pretty good shape. And I, I could honestly stand maybe 10 minutes and <laughs> Even the news was out there. There were uh, they they uh, interviewed us, and they're like, "How does it feel to be playing out here right now?" And you know, how do you think the players are going to feel in there? And it was it it was crazy. I had to sit down. I was I couldn't breathe, and you know, they were like pouring water all over me, and it took me a while to kind of catch my breath again. So I definitely, you know, like hats off to the players that still went out there and well they gave it their all no matter you know no matter what the score was they they still were playing out there in that heat you know and yeah. even in the stands uh, after the game started you would figure the sun's down it's you know it's going to cool down it did not cool down did it barely cool down. barely cooled down it like it did the opposite it was like mm -hmm. oh, it's like all of a sudden it started to feel like oh good there's a little breeze and then it felt like asphalt the heated <laughs> like the asphalt was hot underneath you and and we got like this second heat mm. wave and it's like i'm wondering if we're getting the radiated heat from asphalt parking lot asphalt here and as because the whole place is asphalt it's not concrete and it, so it really it really it was, felt hot yeah i felt it felt it felt pretty hot so yeah, yeah definitely hats off and and thank you to the team and even orange county thank you for coming out there and doing that for us because you know, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't be surprised. I was actually expecting them to cancel the game and they still went out there and, 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 and play their hearts out. So definitely thank them for sure for that. Yeah. It sounded like the conditions were even worse than the uh, Las Vegas game I went to back in uh, 2019. I mean, it was in the middle of the summer. I mean, even to, to play a three on three out there in the uh, parking lot of Cashman field, I mean, it just took a lot out of me. I mean, not just uh, for the heat, but also the sunblock. I mean, it was, just as bad over there. And that is desert. Whereas mm -hmm. last night here, we were in the middle of, of a thunderstorm uh, warning throughout uh, most of Maricopa County. I mean, it was still hot and muggy, probably about maybe low hundreds or so along with the thunderstorms. And yeah, I don't even think we got any rain, at least out here in the West Valley. But uh, of course there was power outages out in the East Valley. So yeah, I mean, any two teams that playing conditions like that, whether it be here in Arizona, Las Vegas, Sacramento, I mean, <sighs> Lord love them. I mean, they've they've definitely got the uh, uh, strength and conditioning for it. But but even then, you know, it's, it's got to take a toll on them eventually. Oh, it has to. You know, I I run every day. I, I I mean, I'm not as good of a shape as the players are, but you know, I stay in pretty good cardio shape. And oh man, like I could not even ten minutes. I I don't think I even did ten minutes. I probably made a couple plays, and that was it. I I couldn't breathe anymore. So. That, yeah. it's it's crazy insane to me that they went out there for 90 minutes and just went at it you know that's blew, it blew my mind honestly because i actually tried to play in that heat you know 
I am glad though that he used all five of his subs because you know we do have that game coming up on Wednesday. So I'm glad yeah. that the the coach did the subbing, and then unfortunately we ended up with a couple of red guards cards for guys that we could use this Wednesday, and now we can't. Yeah. Um, so so that's going to be an unfortunate deal. But I think some of the players that he did sub out that we will be using on Wednesday, like Shannon and Pete, it'll be it was good that they got a chance to to get a breath and not be so run down because it takes a couple days, this, this, that heat playing in that kind of weather, it'll take them a couple of days to really fully recover and get rehydrated and, you know, kind of kick the nasty crap out of this, out of their lungs. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. So that's, that's interesting. (sighs) So as you requested, uh, Sharon, let's go ahead and look at the standings first. Um, Okay. Perfect. Go ahead and look at the standings. (laughs) Roots um, are still in last place, thank God, but they have three games in hand. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so we're, we're in seventh place in, in our uh, group. Uh, nine points out of 11 games played. Uh, Roots, like you mentioned, uh, have only eight games played. They're underneath us. Six points, meaning they won the next game and they are now above us and we are now last place. And if we look at the USL as a whole, we would actually be... Um, basically almost in last place um we'd be in the place before last place um because ludon united actually has six points out of 11 matches played so let's just be thankful we actually don't play in a league where all the teams play (laughs) in the same table right we're not in uh in the premier league here (laughs) um or you know we're not playing a, a western division as was the case before because we would almost be last place um, in there too. So we do have to be thankful that we're not in the Western Conference Mountain group because the other group is a lot more competitive than ours and uh, we would be really, really low. We'd be like uh, half the points that the team in fourth place, Colorado Springs has. We basically have almost half the points that they have um, and they're in fourth place in, in their group, so... And here, all this talk was the Pacific Division being the division of death. Uh, it almost is for us. I mean, <laughs> at, this, at this point, I mean, I've got a new new uh, example for the first uh, 500 fans uh, coming to the next home match. First 500 fan, uh, fans come in, gets free Alka-Seltzer gum because we're going to need it <laughs> the rest of the season. And believe me, this stuff works. You can get it at Target. So wait a minute, you're giving away one piece of Alka-Seltzer gum for... Oh, oh, no, 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 no. With how this season is going, we're going to need the whole box. Oh. (laughs) Yeah, my my, uh, blur on here is kind of blocking it. But yeah, that's basically this this stuff right here. It works wonders. And uh, especially if we got more, at least one more game against uh, OC, we're going to need it. (laughs) (laughs) That's almost like Rebecca Lowe watching England... Uh, the the build up for that she was beside so yeah I can understand the anxiety that yeah that everybody yeah, the, goes through the next Saturday game is against OC again right no in their hometown well no. they don't have any fans which is gonna lead to a Jared Jared's gonna have a thing <laughs> later but um oh, yeah well, <laughs> you're gonna love it Danny. <laughs> Yeah. You're gonna love what Jared's gonna do. Oh, so yeah. far, we've got alcohol seltzer from Jared, <laughs> <laughs> and then this other thing, which is which is <laughs> about how much uh, did you pay for that, um, Jared? I'm, I'm trying to do a math on how much. Um, 
to, to be honest, I don't know. I mean, I actually got a, a fresh pack down in San Diego at the Ralph's uh, by my hostel. So it's probably a few bucks, but uh, I mean, it works better than some of the other antacids I've had. I mean, I've had years ago when there used to be Long's Drugs in Sacramento, there was a different mm-hmm. brand called Chews that basically worked the same way. And it just you know, worked amazingly quick. And then they stopped making it. But as soon as I found this and uh, at that new uh, Target on uh, J Street, the one that replaced uh, Staples, I, I found that, took it, and you know, that's a godsend. Oh, okay. Well, let's consider that they would be buying them wholesale. So if we're looking at oh, probably five hundred. With the thousand dollars, I think they should be able to pay for five hundred, right? And if it's for the first five hundred people that yeah. won the stadium. Yeah, it's some kind of goodwill gesture for the season we've we've been experiencing so far. Yeah, which hopefully they do. I mean, I I put it out to Twitter yesterday that they should refund the people who attended the match or at least <laughs> give them a free ticket. But I really feel like they need to do something to say, you know what? We're very sorry for all that's been going on. Here's this freebie, you know? And, you know, is it going to help? You know, I don't know. But it's still going to be a gesture, right? And Just give us a free beer. I'm cool with that. There you go. I mean, even though... Know, free, I'll take the free beer, especially with them being 13 bucks there. I'll definitely take a free beer. As, yeah. long, as, as long as it's not Bud Light or whatever they were serving down in San Diego last weekend. I found out when I was trying to be nice to a couple of my friends and I bought, a, I wanted to buy them a beer and spent over $30 on two beers. I'm like, oh, maybe I don't yeah. want to be nice to my friends anymore. <laughs> it's well, crazy because for 30 bucks, you can go to Costco and get 24 beers, yeah. right? Be nice to them before the match. You know, stop over AM, PM or Circle yeah. K or something like that. That's, that's <laughs> what we did yesterday. <laughs> But somehow, you know, the I, I just kept ha- being handed beers yesterday. I'm like, man, somebody, somebody, it's payday for somebody today. It's like you're going to Republic FC in 2021. You're going to need them. And I don't know. We were going nuts. I, I was actually pouring them on the people's drums. So, like, as soon as I would get one, I was pouring it on the drum. And then they started beating the drum. And it was like just a, a waterfall of beer. It, yeah. was insane. it was crazy. People were... <laughs> It was a crazy night. I, I must I must say that for sure. Crazy, crazy night. You know, if that's how much the price of BR, I mean, I'm not I'm not a drinker myself. So as you all know, right, I, I, I don't know how much it costs and all that. But I feel like and it might be too late right now or maybe not if there's another hot day like yesterday. But being that it was so hot yesterday, you would have think that they would have been like, you know what, let's let's give like a beer special. People are going to be drinking a lot. They might even make more money because people are just going to be consuming more and more more as a gesture of like, hey, you're making it out to the game. We know it's crazy hot out there. Here's a, a special, right? Even if it's just five bucks off beer, right? We're, we're doing five dollar uh, beer night. They're making a lot from it anyway. It's like, come on, you're still going to make a lot from it. And it's a nice gesture for your fans who came out to the game and have to put uh, up with you the know, game. I think they really wanted uh, people to drink water. To get the full hydration, because I, I yeah. think that they were giving them water when they had water stations everywhere. Um, uh, I didn't see them. I wasn't looking for them. But yeah, I, I think they were more interested in people staying hydrated than getting dehydrated. <laughs> so, yeah. good point. Yeah. <laughs> or even just a block of ice for free, right? Everyone gets a bag of ice. Here you go. <laughs> yeah, um, we were, yeah we, were, we were pouring the ice like down our shirts. It was. <laughs> oh, it was, no. It was it was something else. So, guys, this is the situation with with the table, right? As we look at the standings, uh, we got 
and and now you know we have 11 matches played and other teams above us also have 11 for the most part uh but we got phoenix in first place with 11 games played 23 points orange county with 11 games played 21 points the loyal with 12 games played 18 points and the las vegas lights yeah the lights <laughs> 11 point 11 uh, games played fourth place 13 points so the situation's looking like if we don't beat Las Vegas Lights, hold on because we are going to be getting pretty far from even that fourth spot. Uh. But just in general, it's looking like at the end of the season, you're going to have four or five teams that are going to be trying to get that fourth spot. And the top three teams are going to be way out there, like almost unreachable. I don't know how you guys feel, but I tried doing the math and it seems like that's how things are going to be at the end, fighting for that fourth spot. <laughs> And sadly, it looks like we're catching up to Las Vegas in goal differential. We're at negative six. They're at negative 10. So we're unfortunately catching up to them right quick. I'd rather be catching up to them in the standings position, not the goal differential. So there's been some chatter that our keeper, as much as we love his name, Tomas Gomez, I mean, it's kind of cool to have a Tomas, um, (laughs) that that he needs work, that there are some people that believe that some of the goals that have been let in are soft and preventable and stoppable. Um, so, yes. you know, that those are some things that need to be worked on. If that is in fact true, he's the only one that knows. And I keep telling people, unless you're on the field, you don't know what you, you it's hard to see what to see, but, or to feel what is needed. Each one of these players knows what's needed from, you know, they know what the deficiencies are because they, feel them, they're working it, they're seeing it. It's it's easy for us to quarterback that, but I mean, I don't I don't know. Was he blinded? Was there a player in front of him on this first goal? Was he was he blinded by one of our guys that he couldn't see the movement of the ball or where it was coming from? Or was it just poor positioning on his part and inability to dive? Because it was literally if he dove right, he could have had that ball. I think poor position on his part. He shouldn't yeah. have moved. He was in the right spot before, and then he just decides to to move. I feel like we had enough coverage, but he decides to take even just taking those three steps. Yeah, he was he was done there. Okay, so and, that 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 was an interesting dilemma. But the angle was pretty decent. That um, the angle that the goal was shot from was a it was a decent angle. It was just really sad to see that goal happen so quickly in the game. It was sad that you let a player actually, you know, get it with the, get it, the ball with his chest and kick it. It's like, come on, how do you allow so much freedom to anyone in your area and you let him do whatever he wants, right? And then look at the positioning of the other OC player who could have also been dangerous. He was holding on to, I don't know if it was Shannon or, or just what, but that's the wrong side. You have to be on the inside. Mm-hmm. Um, so if anything, I mean, there, the player was holding Shannon. So Shannon couldn't get around to the proper side because he was being held. So there's a lot of, uh, of plays that got missed um, in my mind, you know, as far as defensive, but the turnover happened so quickly and this goal happened. So it's kind of like it happened really quickly we just have to be a little quicker and blame the heat, blame the officiating. Yeah. 
Yeah, I was going to say, how much did the heat affect in that goal, right? I mean, it was sixth minute, super early on goal. We had, as we're looking at the play, we had five players out back against three. And this is the framework we're looking at, but plenty of coverage out back. You wouldn't think that this would happen when you have so much coverage. And yet they managed to still let the player who ends up scoring the goal by himself. So much that he gets to do the whole play and, and it all happens. Two yeah. of our players trailed. Um, I don't know if you saw that. Two of our players didn't get back into the box to even help if there was a knockdown rebound and if there if that goal didn't score. So that would have been, um, it looks like Dan was slow getting back in and so was, oh, I don't know who else that was over there. I think the it was Alashi. Fatai. Oh, okay. So it wasn't Nobby. Uh, the five, I think it was Dan and Nobby in the far left. Um, is yeah. that Nobby? Dan and Nobby, yeah. Yeah, Dan and Nobby, you know, they when when you see the ball crossing, you don't stop. You don't just start jogging. You sprint to the goal because nobody was backing up the yeah. keeper. Um, there was there was three players in that area that didn't barely even moved when the ball was kicked. Yeah. And I think I think the keeper was confident that there was those three players there. Right. And that's probably why he moved to the other side. Could have. Yeah. But only he knows, you know, only he knows what he saw. And and even sometimes these plays, Danny, you all know that when you're playing this match, it happens so quick. You cannot refresh in your mind what just happened to you. And even watching it, you still don't know, you know, with the nerve responses, you don't know what, you well, don't see, know right why there, you did. Yeah, you right did. there. He's yeah. following, he's following the player with the ball. Yeah. And then he kind of looks the other way. And I think he notices those three players standing there. Yeah. Um, right. So yeah. that's probably why he felt he was covered and right. he was covering the other side for, with the other player there. Right. They, but they did not get moved. in. Yeah. Nobody, nobody got in. Moved. Nobody covered the back post. They, they, they tell, didn't even react to the ball. Right. And they always tell you when you're, when your keeper, when it looks like he's in trouble, you got to get the back post. And so mm-hmm. there was nobody at the back post. And that would have been either Fatai or Nabi or, you know, Dan, if he had made a sprint run in there. But needless to say, they got the first goal. Yeah. What were you going to say, Jared? I think Jared also had some to add. Uh, no, it was, it was just an observation in general as far as uh, Tomas Gomez. I mean, he started great at the, at the beginning of the season, but just, over over the weeks and months, it just seems like his progress has deteriorated. I mean, thankfully, nowhere near as bad as with uh, Bobby Shuttleworth a couple uh, years ago. <laughs> but, I mean, for Tomas, the only direction he has right now is up. I mean, we really don't have a whole lot of options uh, in, in between the pipes this year. I mean, uh, Rafa is injured. He's still getting over a groin injury. We don't have anybody else unless – uh, Todd Donovan re- reaches out to teams, you know, for a, a third option or as, as a backup's backup. So we, T- Tomas has just got to keep that awareness and, and trust going. I mean, yes, even though he thought we had coverage, you still don't want to fall back on that. I mean, you all, you always want to make sure all bases are covered. And even if you have people covering on sides, you still got to be in that mentality of, you know, like, Okay, I see the defenders here. They're they're attacking on this side. What about on here? I mean, you've got to have that awareness. Yeah, and and you know it's uh, yeah 
it's a shame. It's a shame that he's his level is going down. So it's interesting. Where I know you're getting ready to show the the play where Navi got ejected, or was it? Is it this? They're play? the second goal. No. Yeah. So. Oh, okay. Okay, so second goal. Man, that happened fast. They have they find the seams increases. That was one of the things I was talking to the people around me at the stadium. And Danny, it happened right in front of you, where they uh, they found the seam. You know, once the player took off on the ball and he made that nice slicing um, pass up, back up to his player, and there was no mark. We had no marks mm-hmm. on any of these guys. We got suckered. We got suckered in, and and we're doing a little bit of ball watching. It looks like, um, and went towards the ball but nobody look at those three blue shirts mm. there were three blue shirts that were coming into the box and no pickup there was no pickup on them it's very interesting to watch that one yeah it's like i don't know it just it looks and and if y'all go back and, and look at the second goal it just looks like everyone's lost like everyone's doesn't know yeah. where to like go and the players are just running and trying to follow the ball and and not focused on the other players and how how do you let them just kind of walk in? This guy just basically walked in. The guy who scores the second goal, he just walked in. Our zone defending it needs a lot of work. You know, we like you said, we collapsed, and there were four players marking one side of the goal, and the whole rest of the goal was left on uh, well, the unmanned except for one player. It was Dan. Dan Casey um, was the only player that picked up the the weak side after the strong side switched to the right side of their effort. Um, yeah. And so it was Dan Casey was the only one left. Yeah. If and we not, were zoning, that wouldn't necessarily be that case. And not, not to pick on, on Tomas again. Right. But as a goalkeeper, you never, I mean, even as a defender or any other player, I guess, just for that matter, but worst of all, as a goalkeeper, you don't ask for offside when the play is still going on, right? And you guys could probably see, I, I freeze the frame. Uh, yeah, at one point, he was lifting his arm, asking for an offside call, and it's like, no, you keep going. You keep going. You know, like, just don't stop, right? And 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 I'm not saying, you know, if he hadn't actually lifted his arm for that brief second, maybe it could have been different, but still, you got to be focused. Don't worry if it's offside or not. They'll call it if it is. And if it was and they don't call it, then you still got to be focused. And he does that and he loses focus, right? The moment you start like calling for something, you should be already trying to like follow the play, right? And be a little more better focused, but you're not. <laughs> there was still no there was still no dive there. If you notice, he kind of tried to block that ball the same way he tried to block the first goal with his leg kind of swinging out like that. He didn't even attempt to dive at either one of those. And those, both of those goals, you know, if you would, if he would have just dove the right way, he could have probably grabbed them, both of them. Yeah. The ball does pass real it's, close. It's close. It's close. Mm-hmm. So instead of swinging out, you know, and kind of attempting to kick it away, if you would have just dove, you know, in that, in that case, if he would have just dove to his left, and then the other goal, the other, the opposite side, he would have, he probably would have stopped both goals. So that's interesting. That's one of the things that Rafa has more strength on is diving. Uh, Rafa is a very, very good uh, diving. He doesn't mind using his body that way. And our prior goalkeeper coach, well, one of the prior goalkeeper coaches, um, uh, Simon, <laughs> do you all remember uh, Simon <laughs> mm-hmm. Shepard? Um, 
he really honed the guys in on like uh, Evan Newton, great at diving. He wasn't the tallest guy, but he dove really well. And even Jake Gleason, all the way back to Jake Gleason, they all knew how to dive. Their main skills were that was it was diving. Um, you know, same with Patrick McLean. I mean, they really worked on diving so that their body got used to the proper way to dive. And it looks like Tomas just doesn't like to dive. You know, it's like he'll just try to do a kick save. And it's like, mm, you know, get that get that body down. You got more. You're six feet plus your arms tall when you dive. When you do a kick save, you're five foot something maybe. So, you know, you, yeah. it's, it's a difference in, in height. It's a numbers game. So, Anyhow, so what are we looking at here now, Luis? So next, let's take a look at uh, Nobby's red card. Uh, I watched a couple of replays, uh, and and we'll we'll see it now here ourselves here. But clearly not a red card. I mean, he hits the ball first, but referee super far away decides to call it as a red. I don't know where the linesman was at because I mean they should have had the angle to assist the referee right and be able to say like, hey. He touched the ball, and I don't know what happened. Linesman was not there. Clearly not a red card, if you guys uh, can tell. He touches the ball first, and it's a shame, right, because it's one of those plays that really determines a match, right? As much as we weren't playing all that well, still, right, you, you're one man down, uh, especially a guy like Nobby that is really critical to a match, right? You, you need his speed. You need someone who uh, can always be there for you when you know you're needing that help out back and, and the yeah. orange county player um was very good in the swimming pool i mean diving so <laughs> um yeah he he definitely was able to embellish the call and i think everybody everywhere so danny you guys were the loudest because it happened right in front of y'all in the in the battalion and it was amazing because you could also see the big screen on the replay and the reverberation from the crowd for five almost five minutes well it wasn't quite five minutes but it was intense because we knew it was a wrong call where i was sitting it was we couldn't see the replay but we could hear you all and so we knew that it was like a bad call we all could see it was a bad call from where we were so how does the referee not we saw that it was all ball we were all yelling that was all ball because we we saw it and then you know and then the and then the red card man it just kind of that un, an unfair red card like that because we know the heart of Navi he's not a vicious player we know the heart of him that just took it that just was a gut punch the we didn't know the other one was coming of course but this was like it was a gut punch. It was horrible, horrible call. Yeah, from your end, Danny, I don't know if you uh, recall the play. I know it really happened real quick, right, and all that. Uh, <laughs> you don't need to tell us what like people were saying because we could <laughs> already imagine what was said uh, just from us being there in TVB and, and what I would have said too. <laughs> I'm not going to really repeat on here, but uh, what was it like when, when you guys were, were there watching this all go on? Yeah, uh, well, everybody was upset. I mean, yeah, the, the play did happen pretty close to us and we could clearly see him, you know, kicking the ball and the you can see the ball just swing to the other player, you know. Um, so everybody just started cussing out the <laughs> referee and, you know, I, I was glad nobody started throwing things because, you know, that would have gotten pretty ugly. But, um, yeah, everybody was upset. You know, the 
you can't really do that, especially when we're down, you know, a couple goals. And, you know, if you see that many people upset and the players so upset, like maybe you should look more into it. Maybe ask, you know, uh, the other referees if, if they saw the other referee standing right on the side too, you know. So it, it was clearly not a, a red card or a call for a red card. Um, so, yeah, everybody was just going crazy. And all I could hear was cussing around me. Uh, a lot of the time I was turned around. I was playing the drums towards the crowd because I wanted to keep them kind of going. They're getting, um, you know, they 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 were kind of you know uh, the chants were kind of stopping and everything like that. So a lot of the time I was turning around, but during this play, I remember turning around to watch the game, and that's when I saw it happen. And you know, hell just broke loose, if you, if you will. No pun intended with the weather. <laughs> yeah, yeah, face of the sun. You know, it's interesting when you said, uh, you know, you you were glad that the beers weren't thrown on the field or, you know, people didn't throw anything on the field because the call was so bad. But, um, Jared, Jared, is it true that the did did the crowd get a, a card or was it just your because you had a meme, a funny meme, Jared? Did We did not get carded last night, did we? At this point, if some of us that wear Republic FC kits, Probably it would end up getting a red card with as bad as the officiating has been the past several weeks. It seemed like they were give, just giving them out like free candy. I mean, okay. it, it, it's like Oprah. You get a red card. You get a red card. Everybody in the stand gets a red card. I mean, it might as well be that way. Yeah. Danny, did you see the meme? I did. Uh, it. I oh, my it. God. Yeah. <laughs> when you get a chance, you'll have to see the meme. Because for a second, it was like, did I miss something? Did the referee... Because we were so vocal as, you know, as a crowd, especially after the second red card, we were pretty vocal. We hated the refs. At Is that, that time. even a thing? Can that even happen? <laughs> well, they could definitely meet out some sort of punishment or discipline on the crowd for different things, for racial, you know, slurs and that sort of stuff. <clears throat> you know, there can be some things taken, some discipline taken against the crowd. But I just thought <laughs> when Jared did that, I thought, did they... Did they do that to us? Did we get red carded? <laughs> at, at this point, it's not going to surprise me one bit. In fact, I even put into the uh, Tower Bridge Battalion group, folks, if you still have those green pieces of paper from the last time we played Oakland this past Wednesday, go ahead and upcycle them, color them red, bring them next to, to the next home match, and then when they announce the referees, see if we can give give them the red cards. <laughs> you know that is so perfect. We should talk. We should find out if we can do that. I mean, not if we can well, do that. We, we can. can just do it. <laughs> we all need to giant red cards. Red cards. Yeah. <laughs> after 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 every after every 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 call, we just all lift up a red card. <laughs> we should. Yeah, you, you you have to coordinate that with the TVB Danny. Uh, Maybe do like a TIFO or something, right? Have it ready, right? Everyone pull it, pull it. The red card. A fan with like the Republic jersey on and like showing the red card holding on to. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. That, that, that's something that should that'd happen. Good, that'd be good stuff. So good. something else that I'm noticing uh, as we take a look at the play too is that, uh, okay, say in the event that like he were to have actually uh, not touched the ball, right? It would have actually been uh, the man. Dan Casey was still basically there, right? Ready to possibly also uh, slide tackle one too. So if I'm correct, and I'm pretty sure, right? I mean, if there's a referee out there that wants to correct me, but if you're not the last man, that's not a red card. That's a yellow card. 
So if we look at that, even if we say, okay, the referee didn't look at it right, you know, maybe he thought uh, uh, it was for a red card. Well, he wasn't the last man. Dan was right right there. Yeah, good catch. It was not a last man situation. So it would have been what they call a professional foul. Yeah. Um, Yep. So, yep. So what I'm trying to say is someone needs to take that license away from this referee and he needs to go dedicate to another profession, do something else. I don't know what, but he's not made for a referee. So interesting, interesting times last night. It was definitely interesting times. You know, I think they're just itching. There must be something on these red cards that are causing the referees to want to pull them out of their pockets. There must be, I don't know, who knows. I still say they're in debt to foreign foreign mafias. That's just my opinion. (laughs) Okay. All right. Go with that. So uh, let's go on and look at the other play that also produced the red card, but this one was a, a double yellow uh, for Mitch uh, and another situation where, in my opinion, it shouldn't have been a yellow. It was just a foul, right? I mean, just like any other foul that would normally not get a yellow card in any other circumstance. Was it on my man, Brent Richards? It was against my man, Brent Richards. Sorry. <laughs> I have one favorite player on OC and it happens to be who Mitch fouled Brent Richards, but yeah, no, that was just a regular, regular old foul. It was a shoulder charge. That should not have been a foul. It was shoulder to shoulder. And it was not a last man situation. As He used to play for Reno. So, you know, they can dive as well. They're good divers. Well, Brett passed through Sacramento for a while and I got to know him because he trained with us. Um, and I keep saying that Brent is the one that got away when we were able to pick up Reno players. We should have picked up Brent because I think Brent has been, he was good at Reno, very good at Reno. And he was very good now for Orange County. The, the last, uh, the last, the last game I was, or the last, couple games ago when I was there, um, I saw Brent and you know, I tried to say hi to him and um, I, I said, Hey, you were one of the nice guys. You know, you're one of the oh. ones that were actually cool with us. So yeah, uh, I'll, I'll be nice to you. I'll say hello. And he said, I remember you guys. <laughs> yeah. But you know, at the end of the day, the ref did what he did, you know, and, and next thing you know, it's Mitch has got another yellow and he's sent off the field. So you were now right, Sharon. I mean, it was like the referee was eager to pull another red card, right? He's like, all right, this is my opportunity. This guy has a yellow card. Let me give him another one. And uh, I don't know, Sharon, I don't know if you were, you weren't near the area. I right, was, where, I was where closer. Were. I was, yeah, I was down at the, I, I saw that one. I saw so that one. You probably heard all the things that uh, Mitch was saying, right? Which normally in other circumstances, you'd be like, all right, all right, come on, like calm down, like try not to cuss out the referee well, as we, much. But I, in this I didn't. One, yeah, oh, I did, did not. Hit. No, the the crowd was so loud. The crowd was so loud. I don't know if if during the telecast you could hear um, how loud the crowd was, but we were so loud that and and at that point in time, you saw so many people. You know, just like no, you know, it's like this collective groan and just constant just yelling, and a lot of people just got up and left. They literally, because of that red card, they got up and left. They were more disgusted, not so much with the team or anything like that. It was like the officiating and it was that, it was that straw that broke the camel's back. It's like, here we already are down one man. Now we're going to go down two. And so people, people got up and left. I got up. I didn't leave. (laughs) I didn't hear what he said. But I'm I'm sure he gave. If you read read his lips, he's mm-hmm. talking to the official. Yeah, I'm sure there were some choice words there. But Mitch is oh, actually, yeah. 
Mitch keeps it pretty clean for the most part. There are other guys that might not, but Mitch, I don't Oh, yeah. Let, let's not even talk about uh, Derek, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, Derek. Oh, my gosh. That one match where it was right in front of me and I heard what he was saying to the official, and I don't know if it came across on television, but, man, it was what, what it was the or- last Orange County match, I believe. It, it did. It was also yes. on uh, when I watched the replay. And Yeah. yeah. He was... <laughs> oh, my. Yeah. That, yeah, you don't want Derek getting mad at the referee. But sometimes the referee, I, I, you know, I, I think, uh, as much as people might say sometimes, like, right, like, oh, maybe, like, he shouldn't have reacted that way. It's like, when you have really bad calls like this, completely understandable, I think, for the players to say all these different things. Because I think anybody out there who would actually go through these situations where you're like, it wasn't a foul. I wrongfully got a red card, got ejected. And now, you know, all these things are going on. These are pretty serious things, right? I mean, this could hurt your career. <laughs> You're just getting a red card. You're missing out on a game. You know, the next game, the guy who replaces you might have a really good game. Guess what? Now you're out, right? Now you're back in the bench. So mm-hmm. these decisions can have a big impact on someone's career. And I don't know who is like in charge of these referees or, or the, the, I don't know, is there a union or a governing board or what? I know people were saying something about uh, pro referees. I don't know if that's their the group or their yeah, association yeah. or what. Yeah, it is. They're not doing their job or they're not telling them like, hey, look what's going on. Or even the referees going into these games, right? Like this guy wasn't looking at past referees and saying like, oh, look, past referees have actually been pretty bad. Let me make sure I'm not another one that gets added onto that list. Oh, these refs make uh, Dick Mavetta of the NBA seat (laughs) down the line. (laughs) I remember that. Oh, that's funny. So. That's that's how we ended, right? Two goals down, two plays. That's basically all we're going to really <laughs> mention in this game, aside from the heat, of course, as we mentioned earlier. But yeah, I mean, that was that was pretty much it yesterday. And then, of course, uh, if we look at the statistics, we had 15 shots versus OC's only eight. Seven on target, though. That is a positive <laughs> from the last match where we only had three yes. on target. Um, but Orange County only had three shots on target, right? Two of them went in. So, I mean, it's like, it doesn't matter how many times you shoot, you could shoot once and score and your opposition could score, could shoot uh, uh, 20 shots and never make one. And that's how this game is. And so we got to realize. They had zero corners. We had five corners and we couldn't capitalize on the corners. We had five. They had none. We gave away no corners. <sighs> yeah. Just, and they had three just, yellow cards. Just, yeah. Just based on the stats, they, they should have won, you know? Based on you know shots, shots on target, the corners they should have won. And this been any other year they would have, but it's twenty twenty one. You know it, it's really sad that the team did better with no fans last season, and with fans now it's like I don't know what's going. On. Of course, a different team, all that too. I mean, it's not like it's the same team, but still, it's you know it's one of those things that makes you think like, okay, that's weird, like. Normally, you guys would do better with fans, and it's like 2020 changed a lot of things. So that's interesting. You brought something up the other day, and you had wished that we could have kept Luis a core, more of a core of players returning from last season, mm-hmm. and we didn't. So, and you think you think that that may have something to do with either chemistry or, or you know, just that cohesion uh, from one season to the next. And it's some 
somebody else I was talking to today, we're, we're thinking, well, are we really truly in like a rebuilding mode? Um, Cause that, that could very well be a thing that we're doing also is without, without even knowledge of that's what we're doing. It could be what we're doing. Maybe we're in a rebuilding mode and it's funny cause that's the excuse you give, you know, to teams that are struggling. It's like, well, we're rebuilding because we got rid of pretty much everybody that was with us last season and these are a lot of the new players, so we have to rebuild the chemistry. So who knows? I mean, we could be exactly in rebuilding mode. We just, we don't know. Nobody's telling us that, but it looks that way. And unfortunately, Danny and I know the word rebuild all too familiar being Jets fans. So yes, <laughs> we, we know about that <laughs> Danny's word. a Jets fan? Okay. Yes, as, right. as am I. So I all really right. admit that. So this feeling we're having with Republic FC, it's new to the club, yes. But it's not new to us, unfortunately. Okay. Well, it would be interesting to find. I mean, like Mark is always saying, Coach Mark Briggs is always saying, you know, we're going to get this right. We're going to write the ship. We're going to turn everything around. And then it's like, but are you rebuilding? Can you just tell us that you're kind of in the re- <laughs> rebuilding mode? That you're a jet, you're, you know, we're... anyhow. You know, it's kind of ironic. Oh, oh Danny just showed us the tattoo, the Jets tattoo. I am so sorry, man. What can you like? What can you put on the top of that to if you ever wanted to not be a Jet? Oh no, I I bleed. Oh. I, bleed I bleed Jet green. Yes, yes. <laughs> you kind of have to, you know. <laughs> exactly. And they always get our hopes up, you know, when they they start rebuilding our team, like like they did this year. And all the players we picked up, and they always get the hopes up, and and everybody thinks they're going to be amazing, and you know, so I'm excited again. I would, they always get me excited, you know. And then, so you know, does this? Does it we have feel a season like, like last season? <laughs> yeah. Oh God, I'm sorry. Does it feel like we're in that same mode? I mean, like if you guys have experienced rebuilding, does it feels that way to me? Just watching things and watching the coach tinkering with things and tinkering with different formations. We were doing a three-five-two or five-three-two or whatever it was. I don't whatever we were doing, and now we're not. So it's interesting. Feel rebuilding like. It kind of feels like that way, but you know, the Jets have been yeah. rebuilding my entire life. So hopefully <laughs> it's not a Jets rebuild style. <laughs> no, we're, we're, we're not getting rid of uh, players and coaches every so often. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll even say it. I'll take Todd Donovan over Woody Johnson any day. <laughs> Agreed. Oh, you know, I, I, I would buy into the whole like rebuild thing too, but I just feel like, in the USL, we are a big club. I feel like a big club shouldn't be rebuilding. Like I, I don't. I, I could see uh, like one of the the uh, MLSB teams rebuilding. Uh, I could see even an Orange County rebuilding. Uh, right, a, a Las Vegas Lights definitely rebuilding. <laughs> but it's oh, like goodness. for us, I don't know. I, I've just. I think no one is used to like hearing the word rebuild in Sacramento because. It's almost like we were built big, right? We were, we were champions our first season. We, we've always been built to win. We've not been built uh-huh. to lose. We've well, I mean, exactly. also the weird thing is that, we, you know, we, we would have been, what, like a like a, a season away from MLS or a year right. away from MLS. So yeah. what's going on? You know, like they, what happened there? You know, because then we would have had to got, like, we would have had to get an MLS team, you know? So how is this, you know, a, a team that was supposedly a year away from being in the in the MLS? 
So let me ask you guys this, did, uh, not to change the subject, but I'm going to change the subject. Um, going to the MLS conversation, somebody leaked a little bomb about, uh, what is it, the San Francisco Giants or is it the the Niners? I forget which one, that they think that they might they might be working on another whale. I mean, all these are speculation and rumors, but did anybody read that? There was somebody who, pretty respectable person, dropped that in on Twitter, I think. You know, Luis, Luis had me doing pawing through Twitter today. I never paw through Twitter, but he put something out there. And so I was pawing through Twitter and I saw something. It's like, and this is a reputable person saying that there's buzz about uh, an investor, possibly the Giants, San Francisco Giants, or I forget if it was the Niners or Giants. I'll have to find that one. <sighs> Nobody's I, to be honest, I have not. The only uh, minority stake owner or any kind of ownership news I heard today was there was a, uh, a capital firm that was looking into buying um, a minority stake in the Kings. But my thing about that is they also announced that they were looking to buy a minority stake in the Phoenix Suns. And as far as my knowledge, I mean, maybe it's just the NBA rules, but you, you really can't have a minority ownership or any kind of ownership role in more than one team. Right. But as far as with this uh, MLS news, I really have not heard anything about it. And if anything has been published, perhaps I haven't seen it or it's just been buried under today's Euro news, USA news, everything like that. But uh, I think it's just rumor. Maybe somebody heard something from somebody and it just bounced around and it was just rumor. I remember a while back, um, one of my, one of, one of the guys sent me a, a tweet that talking about a new investor and it was rebel that sent me the, the message and he even said oh yeah dude you know we're saved we're back in and i was like what and i kind of read through it and and i did see it too and after that it just kind of nothing just yeah because there was there was that that like core there was like four or five people that were building a minority investor um mm-hmm. core mm-hmm. to attract a bigger thing i remember the- that this one is this one that I heard today was or that I read about today was a different rumor. I mean, sometimes if you just dream about it, you you like put it out there in the universe, maybe it'll happen to me. That's all this person was doing is just sticking it out there in the universe and hoping that we get taken care of. But, you know, it sure would be true. And Danny, we talked a couple times ago about MLS forming another second league, their own second league, so they wouldn't have to rely on USL and they could pull out of USL. And that means that MLS would maintain all the contracts with the players and, you know, they would receive all the transfer fees versus USL if a, if a player ended up over in Europe or something like that. So it was just kind of like we talked at length about MLS two. Um, and I don't know if you had heard about that. It's a true thing. And it's going to start up next year, which basically means all the second teams for MLS are pulling out of USL and they'll play okay. in this other league, which is kind of a, is it's kind of like, is it, will it be kind of like the Mexican league where, or how it used to be where, you know, like the champion of the second team will go up to the MLS. Like usually like, you know, they play a league of their own. And you then mean with they, relegation and promotion. A pro rel. No, I don't know. This, this I, one's looking like it's more like a cat, like more just to have an academy. A bridge. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It's a bridge between MLS next where the academy guys play. And it's that bridging. Um, yeah. It's kind of like a little bit of what we provide. Um, USL championship, you know, we provide that bridge also between any academy player. We even have our own and then MLS. But I think what's happened is MLS saw the, how much it costs to be in the USL. And they, I believe it's, it's all money driven. They can do it cheaper 
you know, having that second tier um, below them. So it's just going to be a weird thing to lose a bunch of our teams, you know, to this other league that is going to be run by MLS. So I think they should, I think they should do it like the Mexican team used to, you know, like the, 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 the lowest team in the MLS would go down to the second division. Right. And the best team of the second division will go up to the MLS. Yeah. And I just think that, that you would get the teams to earn their spot in the MLS. It wouldn't just be, Hey, they got picked, you know, well, I'd be like, and I can see that happening with USL, but I don't think the competition, the way that they're going to form the second tier. Well, maybe it is going to be that, but they say it's, it's, you know what? You might have a point. It's just the stadium usage. I mean, none of these MLS two clubs would, I don't know that they would have like the right stadium. I mean, if you look at the English premier league, all the clubs have these, you know, massive or pretty decent stadiums so that if they did get promoted, they could still handle having Chelsea come to town, you know, or something like that. So it's, it's, I think the devil's going to be in the details and I can't wait to see what is going to happen at first. I thought it was going to hurt USL, but then Luis was like, let's get rid of all these MLS two teams because they don't care as much about, you know, the pure form of USL, but then I like promotion yeah. relegation. I like, I like promotion relegation. I think that creates a different competitiveness, you know, Danny, just like what you were talking about, you know, when the, the lowest team drops down and it's kind of like, dang it. And they just lost the TV, you know, cause they, they're not going to be on the major network. And, you know, so there's financial competition too but know? see when you know like I, I i go back to the mexican league when the 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 team would go down to the second division they would also lose their stadium yeah oh so, so then the there would be there would be people that would take over the stadium. One, one of those teams being atlante they had a stadium that our team cruz azul actually took over that stadium um, the, cruz azul used to play in azteca and then atlante got you know demoted if you will and Cruz Azul then took over that stadium because they also lost their stadium because they no longer have that TV deals, all those funds coming in because they lost that spot. Well, you that's know? Damn. Yeah. Wow. Because that doesn't happen in the English Premier League. All those, every single team has their own stadium. Yeah. So then when I think they were trying to bring back Atlante and then there was a couple like Necaxa was another team uh, that lost their spot. Uh, they used to also play in Azteca back in the day, like in the 90s. And now they play in like a di completely different state because they couldn't go back to the Mexico City. Like they they didn't. Well, they came back to the first I division, know, but right? they're no Jared, longer in Mexico I'm City. I'm looking at you, Jared, going, wow, yeah. that's just like Twilight Zone stuff. <laughs> yeah. It's like, if we got kicked out, if we got kicked out of whatever we're playing at right now, Heart Health Park. <laughs> Where are we going to go? What, it, no, but say, say, I mean, I don't know how the, the new stadium, I don't know what happened to that. They, they just stopped building it or were they not building it? They're, Here? They didn't, yeah. No, it never, no, that everything was shovel ready, but because we didn't, we don't know. Uh, right, right. So, so, so they, say they build that huge stadium that they were planning on building. Right. And we lose our spot in the MLS because, you know, we play like crap. Re relegation. You know? We go. We would go back to Heart Health Park as a second division team. You know, so that's that's how it would work. We, it, you know, Heart Health Park would still be there. Then we would be promoted to the MLS to the new stadium. And if we play like crap and we are the worst team in the MLS, we go back <laughs> to the second division. That's how Mexican team, the Mexican league worked. <laughs> oh, Jared! <laughs> Look at Jared's face.
I know we're not going to be posting the live video of our interview unless he says it's okay. I I have two words for this. No mames. <laughs> no, it's it's it was it was that's how it worked. It doesn't work like that anymore because they kind of stop, you know, people from. We had a bunch of uh, podcasts that we spoke about the new way they they kind of did the Mexican league. So they don't they don't do that anymore. I don't know if they ever will start doing that again. Gee, uh, I wonder why people people now don't get demoted. They have to pay like millions of pesos uh, for being the worst team. They have to pay like they get <laughs> fined pretty much. Yeah. so now they don't they don't they don't play to they don't play to like not be demoted they play not to pay that fine oh wow <laughs> that's just crazy i think i think wait a minute i just saw smoke coming out of your head jared do not let your head oh. get exploded okay it's, it's, i mean it was it was sad something. but i kind of are you eating the alka-seltzer <laughs> 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 no it was sad for you know people I, I i knew a lot growing up i you know because necaxa was in the mex in the mexico city area and i grew up knowing a, a lot of necaxa fans a lot of uh famous ne- necaxa fans and then when necaxa left it's really sad to see them leave, you know, to like see a huge team like that leave. And they didn't come back for like 20 years. Like it was a long time. They did not come back because they couldn't like, you know, you, you, your really good players get pulled because they get, they get sent to other teams. You can't take those players with you. You can no longer afford them. You know, um, a perfect wow. example. I don't know if you guys watch Club de Cuervos on Netflix. That's a great mm-hmm. show. Um, it kind of shows you that that process because they got demoted in the show. So yeah. it, it shows you the process of when they had to let go of a bunch of really good players because they could no longer afford them because they're no longer a professional, like number one, like top team. So it's 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 crazy how you used wow. to work. Yeah. Anyhow. Oh, so- yeah. Good, good series if anyone wants to watch it. But yeah. no, I, I'm with you, uh, Sharon. I mean, my stance on MLS2 would change if they're looking at Pro Rel. And I wouldn't even be mad if they were like, you know what? We're going to let Sacramento be an MLS2. So now we have to prove our worth, right? To make it to right. first division. Hey, if they want to do that, I don't think anybody could be angry. Even the people are going to be like, well, we were, we're not in the actual MLS. It's like, yeah, but we have to earn our right. And now we're going to be that much more happier if we actually earn it. And mm-hmm. we can actually say hey, we earned it here. So hopefully that is the case. I mean, I, I, I don't maybe it's just starting off as an academy <laughs> thing and they're going to see how it works. But I hope it Jer- is. I mean. Jared is still very worried. <laughs> the look on Jared's face. I don't think that Alka-Seltzer gum has kicked in yet, dude. So, yeah, it's either that or you had spicy tacos and they're kicking on you right now. No, it's 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 making its way uh, down the esophagus. I mean, just. I know, and and that's probably one reason why I'm against pro rail. I mean, just hearing some an example like that. I mean, where they take I, your stadium hey, away? No, but you know what? You know what? There's teams. There's teams that have never gone down. You know, you look at Cruz oh, Azul. Yeah. Cruz Azul came up and never went back down. You know, that, well, that's, my goodness. I, I would not want my house taken if I was a team. It would be like, no, this is my house. I built this house. You know, yeah, I had a bad season, but I built this house. It's my house. So, well, yeah, I mean, we 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 were in the Estadio Azul, and you know, they told us it was going to get knocked down, so they put us back in Azteca, and now 
Atlante came back to Estadio Azul, and nobody seems to be talking about that. Oh, yeah. Never got knocked out. But on, on the never got side, knocked down. It got uh, reopened. Our, I got to say, our glory <laughs> days were in that Estadio Azteca as much as our rival plays there. And now we were champions again now that we moved back there. So there was a bad juju going on in the other stadium we were at. So I'm I'm pretty happy we're, we're in the different stadium now. <laughs> So this is fun. We have taken this conversation from the referees <laughs> to the heat of Sacramento to all of a sudden now we are like totally like dissecting the pro rel of the Mexican league. I like this. Yeah, you guys no, are great. That's the next thing. Although, you know, the way and, we're playing right now, we probably would not want to be in pro rel. We'd probably be going down to MLS three at this one. <laughs> We'd be playing. Yeah, It'd be bad. Yeah. It'd be bad. I'd be worried now. We've been playing in the NPSL. So, yeah, and poor Jared is still worried. Oh, there goes another piece of gum. Oh, no. Jared. No, 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 I took it out. I took it out so I, oh, so I can talk we, because uh, we do have our, our other feature. Oh, yeah. right. Oh, let's get to the feature. Yeah. Oh, my God, Danny, you're going to love this. Luis, <laughs> we know about it. And fans, you're going to like this part because if this keeps on as a feature – um, you're gonna like this part. Okay, go. Oh yeah, I'm I'm, I'm glad, Jared. But I, actually, right before you get started, Jared, uh, I want you to name this segment. I don't want to be the one to name this segment. Please. Yeah, you name it. Give it. Give us your name for the segment. Well, I mean, it's a uh, fairly simple. I mean, we, we, I was thinking uh, USL unsolved mysteries, Woo! but or or something uh, mystery uh, that starts with an L, like. You know, I, I can't really think of anything because at least that way it can roll into USL unsolved, something like that. But I think just for ease uh, ease of use, USL unsolved mysteries will probably be what we'll go by as this goes. Jared's USL unsolved mysteries segment. And how this came about was uh, <laughs> last, last week uh, there was the uh, match against... Uh, who, who was it? Um, actually, it, it was against against Oakland, wasn't it? That uh, oh, we oh, had the uh, phantom call. Oh. Yeah, we, we had the phantom call. That for some reason we were on the attack. We were getting ready to, to kick it in, into the goal, and then as soon as forward progress happened, the whistle blew. And there wasn't really a whole lot of detail as far as who it was against, what happened. But had that whistle not been blown, that would have been an easy chance for us to actually go uh, one nothing up against uh, Oakland. But because of the whistle, it, it got waved off. So this week's uh, USL Unsolved Mystery, uh, as was mentioned earlier this week, uh, this uh, podcast or earlier tonight, was dealing with Orange County uh, Soccer Club. I mean, they have, they have a beautiful stadium at a great championship stadium in Irvine, which I've been to at least once. And they don't have any ties with any MLS club. Uh, they, really, the, the only thing I can think of is as far as how they're generating revenue is they do have a lot of uh, sponsorships with the healthcare providers. Like, uh, and I'm not, I'm not sure how to pronounce it, but they have their main kit sponsor, Hoag, H-O-A-G, uh, which is a uh, local healthcare company out there. And other partnerships. I mean, how are they able to still operate with hardly any fans and a beautiful stadium? I mean, they're going to have to upkeep that somehow, and and pay rent on it, right? How? I, so the big, so Jared's mystery, unsolved mystery, is where are they getting the money? 
I mean, it's are they also tied in with the uh, referees who may be in debt to foreign mafias? Because you know, may- you know, you know, it's not from jersey sales because those jerseys are terrible. No, well, I take I take a I take a, 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 a energy jersey, you know, where uh, or uh, Las not Las Vegas in New Mexico. Oh God, no, 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 not Las Vegas sucks. Las no, 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 Vegas I don't want Las Vegas. No, 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 New Mexico. <laughs> I want I want New Mexico's jersey, and I also hmm. want um, Billy Bijev's jersey with the energy. Yeah, at, at least I have some local contacts in Oklahoma City, you know, like with the family there, and uh, my supervisor that works out there. I mean, at least I could try to get something to ha- happen as far as that goes. But uh, going back to the Unsolved Mysteries, it seems a little odd that how the past couple matches that we played against uh, Orange County have come up with nothing but red cards and red cards for us. And yet uh, you know, Orange County has all this money and the rest seem to go towards uh, Orange County. But they have so, no fans. So where are they making their money from? The Unsolved Mystery is... Where does the money come from? Who who's giving them money? Where's and, the money come from? And also, why are the refs so conveniently biased towards Orange County for some reason? Yeah, this would be part. You need to, yeah, you need to find the song, the Unsolved Mystery song, and play it as he's oh, speaking. I'm, oh. oh, I'm sure we can find it. I'm just uh, wondering oh, if we Luis might get gonna, a C and D for it. <laughs> here's here's the deal. Luis sometimes has a whistle that he'll insert when he does an editing. Five against <laughs> ten, he's gonna find that little clip of unsolved mysteries. He's gonna the song yeah. for that. Oh hell, I I can find the theme. I mean, I, I probably could <laughs> find a theme and just rip it off of a uh, YouTube or whatever a video site is on. And well, Luis I, needs it. This would be yeah. so good. And yeah, yeah I mean, so I, if anybody has a clue for any of this. You know, drop it in the drop it in our chat and drop it in the comments. We need to know. We we have another unsolved mystery, and hopefully, we'll come up with yet another unsolved mystery after yeah. the next podcast for the next podcast. Maybe if anybody knows uh, some of the folks with the uh, Orange and Blue podcast, or uh, I, I know I've got a couple of folks that lived around or currently live in Orange County. Maybe we might find some information there. We'll, we'll see. Oh, that's some undercover investigation they're going. <laughs> they're still playing with no fans, huh? Apparently, basically, oh, yeah. I, I mean, I, technically, I mean, I mean they, they are open. There are some fans. I mean, it's a, we, we kind of say that there's no fans because if you go to a game, and I, I've been to a game there before, I mean, their supporters group isn't all that big, right? I think I maybe counted ten people because we were sitting right next to them uh, when I went to a game, and and just the number of they don't fill that stadium, and it's not even too big of a stadium i think it's like a i don't know three thousand seater maybe if any i think jared somewhere somewhere about there i mean it uh looks capacity wise it does look smaller than even a casino arizona field but uh looks a hell of a lot nicer than casino arizona field and <laughs> i have i still have yet to go to the new stadium down in chandler i know they uh, republic has a match there next month but i know it's probably even hotter over there to, than it was last night at uh, hard health park and 10 times worse to get to because of the lack of uh, public transit uh, options out there in chandler yoinks yeah all right well that's our second episode of unsolved mysteries the first one was <laughs> uh oakland roots the call against us that prevented us from getting a goal what was that call? And then this one is, where does Orange County get their money? 
Exactly. <laughs> so I think Rachel, we're probably going to, the unsolved mystery is going to revolve around whatever team we're playing against. I think as part of the team. Yeah. <laughs> we'll find something yeah. if we win, we'll find something, right? Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll probably have to dig up something about uh, Red Bulls 2 for July 31st. Uh, that one may be a little bit rushed because that's also the same night that Paul Wilkenfold plays it in Tempe, but we'll, we'll find something. You can already think of something too. It's like, how do they have such a good team with no fans in the stands, right? Like they have zero support or not, not as much support being a B team, but yet they're really dominant. They won USL championship being a two team. Maybe that's. That's another unsolved mystery. Seriously, because does that ever happen? Well, I don't know. I mean, some Eastern conference teams, I mean, soccer is bigger out here on the West coast than, than it is on the East coast. I mean, You'll see some differences here and there, but I think it'll really pick up for the New York metro area when uh, uh, Queensboro uh, takes uh, takes uh, the pitch next year because you're going to have that uh, that Subway Series kind of uh, feel to it. Yeah, but this is an MLS second squad that won the USL championship, right? Yeah, that that is true. And that doesn't uh, happen. Not really, no. No, Usually, because I... Yeah, it doesn't happen that often. Yeah, right? I mean that I, I believe they are the only uh, MLS2 club to win the uh USL championship because I mean at least going back to 2014, the MLS2 clubs didn't start showing up until like maybe 2016, 2017 uh, or, or somewhere around there. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it was 616 roughly. Yeah. Yeah, right around there. Well, Anyhow, interesting. Well. <laughs> We we have it already, right? We're already giving you guys the the question there. Um, we'll start thinking of one for Vegas, uh, Jared. Um, we'll see what. I mean, I mean, there's tons of things. I shouldn't even say like start thinking. We could probably think of how, a million how do things. they how do they come up with their jersey design? <laughs> oh. I feel like you know. I don't know if you guys have heard of the new thing that's going on where people are doing puke art. They're doing art with puke. I feel like that's how they design their art. That is a thing yeah. now. Oh, people wow. are doing puke yeah. art personally i feel like that's how that's how vegas gets their jersey ideas personally with las vegas and i know this is pro- probably kind of a taboo su- subject but uh seeing as uh, the, the lights are sponsored by a dispensary and now they have a uh a cannabis uh museum or exhibition there you would think that they might incorporate that with, with the uh, with the kits. Maybe make them out of hemp fiber, or maybe a, a, a very slight hint at at uh, the, the sponsorship. But puke art, no, 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 no. Wow, Alcazelser, puke art. There's a thing. With it. I don't know. This is so, this is like now we've taken another turn of the conversation. So as long as you're talking about cute puke. My cat did puke a heart one time. <laughs> oh, it's a thing. See, and then, then you would take a picture of it, send it to Las Vegas, and they'd make their kit. Dude, I took a picture and I tried to send it to my best friend, and she's like, I don't want to see that. So I sent it to another friend. Oh, oh, there you go. You did take a picture. There you go. I did Las take Vegas a lights. You got an idea of a third kit if they don't have a third kit yet. I've got cat kid, puke. Whatever. It's I Vegas. got cat puke heart. <laughs> Wow, awesome, awesome. Sorry, well, this has been the most wild night. Thank you, Danny. Thank you, yeah. Danny. Yeah. You've got it. it usually happens when I come around. 
<laughs> That's good. I, I think we all needed a, a good laugh, all the listeners also, because again, after the game we saw yesterday, I mean, we, we need to be positive again. <laughs> we, need we need to redesign our kit instead of the quail kit. <laughs> oh, there you go. No, That's no. Another. Yeah. Let's burn the quail kit. I mean, that, that goes on the wall of shame or on with the, uh, the city kit and the black kit. Just just burn it all down. Oh. oh, the quail kit that we always lose in. But last night we were in our burgundy or our uh, old glory red and we still lost. So I don't know. That's why the refs gave us all those red cards because they wanted to match. You know, they wanted us to accessorize. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, no. Good good thing you didn't drink yet, Sharon. You're drinking your water. (laughs) It was going to come out the nose. I mean, I've been I've been known to. Yeah. Just don't say anything funny when I'm drinking. (laughs) Awesome. Well, this has been really great. I know listeners have really uh, enjoyed this show again. Thank you so much, Danny, for coming back on. We 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 need you back on here. We need more more. La- I mean, we've we've laughed yes. before, but I mean, we've laughed twice as much as we we've had in the past. And and yeah, we we needed you. We, you were you were that drink that we needed. I think to, Jared to was the main with... the main funny guy tonight, though. Oh. <laughs> you and Jared, I mean, you and Jared from Puke Talk with Elster. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll put it this way: we, we we're working with two bartenders that serving up the, the happy drinks. I'll put there it that way. There you go. Yeah. Loving it. Uh, Awesome. Well, again, yeah, thank you, Danny. Thanks, Jared. Thanks, Sharon. Uh, Yeah, good stuff uh, um, ahead of us, too, with those uh, unsolved mysteries. And and we're going to put it on social media, too, so people could uh, put their comments on on that, too, and and give us some answers. Hopefully, some people from OC step in, too, and maybe say, like, oh, yeah, well, there's this, or or, the few fans, there's a rich fan that, you know, just doesn't know what to do with this money. (laughs) He puts it towards that, so uh, yeah. It's kind of near the border. It could be a drug dealer. Oh, well, it could. Whatever. It could be. Oh, it could be. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, it is healthcare. Money laundering. It is healthcare, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, quotes. It's a front. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, one last thing, by the way, and we're not just going to be putting it on social media, but we're going to be reading off uh, some of those comments on the next show. So we're going to do it this way. We're going to put it on. On social media, we're going to read what some of those responses were. <laughs> what, what did people think? Yeah. So leave your response there and we'll read it in the next show and, and make it really funny. I mean, go go out there, like be use your imagination and then think of something that's way out there. And <laughs> uh, we'll we'll yeah. read it in the next one. So we're going to have fun with this new segment. Good. Awesome. Well, again, thank you so much, everyone. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening as well. And uh, you'll see us here uh, next time, possibly on uh, Thursday. Sometime Thursday, we're going to post our next one. uh, Or Thursday night, I should probably say, uh, our our review of the Vegas game, which hopefully is three points. And hopefully we're not having to go through another game like yesterday. Because it's probably going to be really hot in Vegas. So be be ready for that. (laughs) Another hot one out there. All right. Cool. Well, have a good night, everyone, and we'll see you next time here on Stay of the Republic podcast.